As superhero movies are becoming mainstream entertainment at theaters around the world, comic fans also have plenty of heroic action on the small screen to keep them sated while waiting for the next blockbuster. We are in a golden age of superhero television shows, with plenty of offerings from both the Marvel and DC universes, and the trend shows no sign of slowing down. To chronicle these recent shows and even examine some of the classics, we are proud to present Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. Alright. Uh-huh. La 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 la. La la Come on. Hi. Welcome to Weekly Heroics. I, I'm trying to vary the way I do that. Different inflections and stuff. I'll bring this one in if you want. Well, sure. I'll probably use all this because I'm, I'm all right. going uh-huh. through the chaos theory lately on my. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chaos theory. <laughs> I, I find it hard, Dr. Sattler, that you are uh, unfamiliar with uh, attraction. Uh, <laughs> That's why this man's my partner. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on television. My name is Chris Tyler, a.k.a. the Hay Metal Hero, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Scott 2.0, Scott McGregor. Hi. How's it going, hey. folks? Uh, it's that's uh, going good. We just uh, recently saw Logan, yeah. which uh, I'm sure there'll be further discussion about on another show. But for today, we are bringing you the next episode in our coverage of Marvel's Agents of Shield and uh, DC's Arrow. And I'm going to lead it off with the next episode of Agents of Shield, which is called Tahiti. It's a and there's place. a and yeah, and there's a period in between each letter in Tahiti which we'll uh, delve into further later. So we are picking up directly from the end of the last episode where Ian Quinn plugged uh, Sky a couple of times in the stomach. So the S.H.I.E.L.D. team is rushing Agent Sky to a medical facility, and uh, it's a S.H.I.E.L.D. base. It's uh, Switzerland, I believe, is where the the S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, medical facility is. And the doctors there have told our team that nothing can be done, and they have to decide whether or not to keep her on life support. Coulson is unable to reach Director Fury, who previously resurrected uh, him, and he decides to go looking for the doctors that brought him back to life in the hopes that they would be able to save uh, Sky from just a couple of uh, bullet wounds. They are traveling to, uh, the, after a bit of uh, digging into where Colson was treated, Fitz and Simmons are able to determine that it was uh, a place in Bethesda to see a Dr. Straighton who oversaw Colson's resurrection. Uh, this is after Colson finally gives up the goods on his file to them and says, hey, look, I need to know what ha- I know what happened to me, but here's my file. It's classified. I want you to read it. It's an order because I don't understand all of it. As So Fitz and Simmons are being dutiful, and they uh, take a look at everything that they see in the file, and they start heading towards Bethesda, um, but they realize that after contacting this uh, Bethesda Medical Institute, that there is no such thing. The doctors that that treated him, they don't exist. Uh, They're not at Bethesda. That's so. There's more layers of secrets involved with how uh, Phil Coulson's miraculous resurrection came to be. Damn you, Nick Fury. Yeah. Uh, We also find out in casual conversation during this time that not only was Coulson killed, but the Loki Pokey staff actually tore his heart in half. Yeah. uh, Which I thought was a a neat little uh, thing to mention. Um, So while they're en route to uh, Bethesda, while they're trying to make the plans to save Daisy, uh, sorry, Sky at this point, uh, they are contacted by S.H.I.E.L.D., and S.H.I.E.L.D. is letting them know that they've disobeyed a direct order. That is the uh, handing over of Ian Quinn for processing at the fridge facility. Um, they S.H.I.E.L.D. sends out an armed escort and uh, another Quinn-type type jet, and this Quinn jet 
lands on the roof of the bus, and down the stairs comes Bill Paxton. The late great, yeah. The late and great Bill Paxton. I, I'd forgotten he was popping up in this one when I first rewatched it. And yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a bummer. It was a bummer, man. Um, he plays John Garrett, uh, and he's an old uh, Shield agent, sort of a uh, rock and roll swaggery, rough and tumble. And, kind and, of agent, very different than uh, Coulson. Very, very uh, different than the Garrett, and the only Garrett experience I have was Electra Assassin, and he was way different than that Garrett. Uh, yeah, I don't think uh, is Electra Assassin even in Marvel continuity though. I thought that was a, a Miller one-off thing. Oh, probably, but I mean, who the yeah. hell knows what Marvel continuity is? I yeah, it, you know what? It doesn't matter. We got Bill Paxton chewing the scenery. My Marvel yeah. continuity ends about nineteen ninety-nine. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? The Stan and Jack continuity kind of ends once Jack leaves the company, anyway. So, yeah. it's all good. Um, and uh, he lets Coulson know he's there to take Quinn because uh, Quinn's killed a couple of his guys, so he's got business with him uh, with, with him as well. Coulson uh, is able to come to terms with Garrett, saying, "Hey, look, he actually shot. He actually was the trigger man for uh, shooting one of my agents. So we're kind of at a common purpose here." So let's agree to work together and figure out what we can and see what's going on. Priority is saving my agent. So Garrett agrees to that. Uh, and uh, eh, let's just say that May kind of has a little bit of a field day with Ian Quinn uh, for a hot second. Uh, beats the out some stress, yeah. Yeah, she beats the bag out of him. Yeah. And um, I don't think any of us are too sorry about it. Uh, so Garrett and Coulson decide to interrogate Quinn in the uh, interrogation room on the on the bus, and they ask why he would shoot uh, Sky, and he says, "Oh, it's because the clairvoyant told me to." Uh, so more intrigue with who the clairvoyant is, and we eventually get to the bulk of the episode, which is tracking down where Coulson was put back together. Um, and Fitz and Simmons search through the S.H.I.E.L.D. digital archive to basically follow a digital paper trail on where Coulson might have went. Do some mighty and, fine secret agency in this. Yeah, they're, they're pretty damn good. Not only... Are they doctors? They're like uh, forensic accountants as well. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Fitz and Simmons search through the Shield digital archives and find evidence of an old World War II bunker known as the Guest House with level 10 clearance. That's the highest clearance. And the only person that has level 10 clearance is Nicholas Fury. Mm-hmm. So the bus uh, arrives at this bunker and uh, Ward, Garrett, uh, Fitz and Coulson go to go in to see if they can retrieve something or see somebody that will be able to help Sky. Or remember, and they also uh, they also identified a drug they need, which was a GH 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 three twenty five. Yes, yeah. that's right. So there's uh, some drug that Coulson was treated with that helped aid in the recovery of his wounds. Um, so they get to the base of the they get to the door of the bunker. And they say, hey, look, we need medical help. You know, we're not here to hurt anybody. We just, we need medical help. And the people that are guarding the bunker uh, only ask them how their drive from Istanbul was. So, uh, yes, they don't have a countersign to get into this particular facility. Fury is not uh, able to be reached. So, uh, like any good uh, Marvel super secret agents, uh, they decide to go in forcefully, which they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Coulson also mentions that this is not a shield facility, so we don't know what we're going to encounter in there. So the team gets in, and uh, there's a little bit of gunplay and some skirmishing, and they really aren't able to find anything. Uh, they also see that the bunker is littered with uh, Semtex, which, in case you don't know, is a very powerful plastic explosive. Good. So the whole bunker is rigged to blow. Uh, and that's if um, the guys guarding it can't deter whoever's coming in. Uh, while rooting around, uh, 
the team is able to fend off their attackers. Coulson disappears for a while, and it takes uh, Garrett dragging him out to get him to safety before the bunker blows up. When Garrett finds Coulson, however, he looks absolutely mortified. Freaked out. Uh, yeah, like shell, complete shell-shocked. Um, so the crew manages to uh, get back on the bus uh, after they are able to find a sample of the uh, GH325, thankfully. Uh, it's a very small vial. It's a blue liquid. Uh, but they do have it. So uh, before Colson and Garrett leave, Fitz and Ward have left with the uh, the drug. And, you know, they're like, they got to use it on Sky, see if they can help her out. As Garrett and Colson are running into the bus, Colson is screaming for them not to use the, the drug on Sky, like frantic. And um, it's uh, Simmons makes a point to say, well, she's going to die anyway. What's the worst that it can do? Yeah. Uh, so thankfully, uh, Sky does recover. And after a little bit of pressing from uh, May about why Colson was so frantic to have them not use the drug. We go into a flashback. And this is the flashback of what Colson saw while he was in the bunker. Uh, behind a wall that is labeled Tahiti, Colson finds another lab. This is the lab that's been shown in his flashbacks where his brain is exposed and he's begging the, the doctors to let him die. We see a bunch of tubes coming out of the wall, going into different vials labeled GH, blah, 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 through whatever number you want to pick. It's like up to like 400. Colson pushes a release button uh, in this room, and from out of this slides a container filled with liquid with half of a disemboweled blue-skinned being. What? Yeah. Um, and not knowing what this is yet, Colson is terrified. Us in the Marvel know, know that clearly this is a member of the Kree race. Which, uh, when I got to this episode, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we cut back from the flashback to Coulson saying, well, I, you saw all the problems that I had after being treated. I just didn't want uh, Sky to have to deal with that, but apparently she's going to be alright. So, the, the intrigue has deepened. We've been introduced to uh, John Garrett and his, I forgot to mention his little mensch uh, triplet. Yeah. Trip. Trip, because he doesn't really do anything in this episode. Um, but uh, we've introduced to some new shield hey, agents. On. He definitely is a, taking a shine to Gemma. Uh, well, who wouldn't? There's a little flirty. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, new shield agents introduced. The We get to the, go to the location where Phil was cured. Uh, and he was not dead for just a couple of minutes. He was dead for days, uh, which is nice to know. Um, and we also have the reveal of a big reason of how they were able to bring him back was something extracted from this mysterious alien. Um, yeah, so the plot definitely thickens. Uh, Marvel did not wimp out, and they are actually revealing how Coulson was brought back to life, yeah. which is amazing. Our end tag for this episode is a redhead wearing uh, some non-traditional human clothing walking through Death Valley to a guy who's uh, outside of a rest stop with his wife. The wife goes in to get a map, and uh, this strange redheaded woman comes up to the guy and uh, basically says, um, oh, hey, you're married, uh, but don't you prefer me? I'm going to need you to help me out. And uh, Yes, well, yes yeah, I do prefer she you. She puts the, puts the whammy on this guy, and the two of them drive off out of Death Valley, and he says, I don't even know your name. And the mysterious woman tells him that her name is Lorelai. And that's where we end this episode. Uh, and yeah. Speaking out of personal experience, 
you're a hot redhead, you pretty much don't need magic. You're you're my you know. Oh, me too. Me you're too. The Trump card, anyway. <laughs> yeah, but if you're a hot redhead with an accent, chances are it's going to go a long way. Um, yeah, this episode, uh, as much as some of the earlier episodes were powerful in their own way, this is the episode that was kind of like, okay, this show really. It's not just going to tease you out the whole time. It's actually going to give you answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was blown away watching this the first time because I went, holy, like, holy shit, really? Yeah. They're going there. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really... I mean, it makes sense. Nobody can, like, be resurrected in the Marvel Universe, really, that we've seen so far from the, the MCU. So the fact that when they say Fury had to basically moved heaven and earth to bring Coulson back to life. Yeah. Looks like you really did. Uh, well, the, the speculation ran for the, the, the really loyal fans who were, you know, water cooling this every, every week. Um, you know, the speculation ran from LMD, obviously, um, to, to maybe, you know, some Thor magic since, you know, we know that guy, uh, you know that, that that was a big go-to. It's like Asgardian technology was like probably the the most logical thing at that point. Because yeah, and they swerved us. Yeah, and and I, I don't think it can be stated how important this episode is in the larger Marvel universe either, especially for comic readers. And they didn't immediately confirm it was a Cree. Yeah, but you had later. to know. Yeah, but there was there's a lot of speculation about that too online and stuff. I remember at the time because you know it did definitely look like a Cree, and that's what most people gravitated towards. But I mean, they were thinking all kinds of stuff, and it was almost like people were avoiding saying well, it's got to be Cree because they didn't think they would do something that important on the TV show. But they did. I mean, yeah. you can forget about Guardians introducing the Cree. Right. It was the show. Yeah, and, and yeah, we would not have Ronan the Accuser in. You know, well, I probably would have eventually. But I mean, it 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 was all connected, man. And that was a just a huge one for people who were loyal to the to the show from the get go. That was a big ass payoff. Yeah, yeah. This show's not connected to the comics or the movies at all, man. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> like, that's a huge bomb to drop. And it's it's literally such a staple of, of the the comics universe and everything. I think of how many stories Captain Marvel, you know, was well. The Kree have been around since forever. Yeah, like not for not since like you know the beginning of the Marvel age, but pretty damn fast afterwards. I mean, well, that started a bunch of speculation because I think they'd already talked about having a Captain Marvel movie at this point. Yeah, and I mean, they also wanted to get to the Inhumans movie as well, mm-hmm. which, I mean, now that's changed, but and even so still. people were like, oh, are they going to do Captain Marvel on, on the show or somehow tie it into that? And like, well, probably not, but, you know, still, it, it put the Kree out there and and just other worlds. And, I mean, they, we knew about the Chitauri, but, I mean, this opened up the rest of the Marvel Marvel universe, Cosmic galaxy. Universe, yeah. I mean, it fucked, you know, so cannot be stated enough that this is important, you know, even when the show goes and, and there's no more, we'll be able to look back and say, yeah, this was the moment for Marvel cinematic universe, basically. Yeah. As important as the, the turn that's upcoming for this show is, mm-hmm. uh, this episode is, might even be more important just because of everything that it means for not just Coulson, but like we've said for the Marvel universe in general, well, this it's, and the Inhumans, it's a case of, you know, as much as they've been hobbled by having to wait for other stuff to happen in the Marvel Universe and the movies, this and the Inhumans are two things they'll be able to point to someday and say, we we, we were there first, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, I'm looking for, I mean, the, I, the ending of this, the rest of this season is, is pretty damn awesome. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is kind of precursor for where the show goes in the second and third seasons, especially. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, this is just a really, 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 really good episode. <laughs> now, one elephant in the room I wanted to, to discuss was, uh, and I, I didn't catch this when I rewatched it even, that that wasn't an official, um, S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, 
lab or whatever that they're getting the alien blood out of. A little fuzzy on that because um, if it was, it, it kind of means that they straight up murdered two other Shield agents to save one. And no one really well, talked about that. <laughs> I think with, I mean, the fact that the, this is Shield Black Ops at this point, so it's yeah. like, who the hell knows? Just expendable. You think they could have brought an icer in or two with them though instead? And uh, I don't think Garrett's the type to use an icer. <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, but you know that's semantics. Uh, if it also this probably wouldn't look good on you know a, an evaluation report down the road. Is I'm just thinking of Colson's career here. Yeah, I don't think Garrett's going to be the one to spill the beans on this either. Uh, just because, and none of the other team is going to as well. I mean, Garrett already kind of put Shield off by saying, "Yeah, we can interrogate Quinn on the bus," but. Yeah, this is so all... fantastical because I'm sure nothing like that has ever gone on in any of our intelligence agencies. <laughs> you mean bringing people back to life or... No, killing fellow agents because they're not convenient anymore. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to some more killing of agents very shortly on this show. Yeah, uh, yeah this one is a, is a standout episode. Um, not where certainly I thought it was going when they talked about resurrecting Phil. They could have said, yeah, he's back from the dead. Fury moved heaven and earth to revive him. And they could have left it at that. Mm-hmm. And the show would be fine. Uh, but it's uh, it's playing fair with the audience. It's not it's not cheating you. Yeah. Now, whether or not you like the explanation, I mean, that's on you. As a Marvel guy, I oh, love yeah. it. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. why not bring in all this craziness? Yeah. It's It just makes it fun. That was so much more satisfying, though, if, if they, you know... And again, I wonder who... who um, maybe they just don't care, which is sad, but how many Avengers fans have never watched the show and, and don't realize the answer? Well, they probably don't realize he's back if they're just watching the movies, sadly enough. Yeah, you probably wouldn't, because he's never... I mean, even though he's back, he's not popping up. Which was... I, I just... That, that was their stupidest move, in my opinion, is taking him out of the, the movie loop. That there was such an easy way to cross promote the TV. I know, but I mean, he did kind of serve his purpose. He linked the Phase One stuff, and then he died, giving the impetus for the Avengers to do what they needed to do. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess only Fury knows the secret, and he'll never yeah. tell. Secrets have secrets. Yeah, <laughs> compartmentalization. <laughs> nobody spills all the secrets because nobody has them. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh man, yeah. I'm looking forward to. I, I really. For, I'll, I'll be honest. The first time I watched Agents of Shield, I kind of quit a couple episodes in, um, just because I was like, yeah, it's good. But I mean, I was still watching so much other stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. By the time they had kind of started seeing the showing the promos of like the secret of Coulson's return, I'm like, I should probably tune back into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got caught up real damn fast. And got caught up with it, and I, I was glad I did, because yeah. uh, the end of this last seven, six or seven episodes now, as we go into the home stretch for the first season, is really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, that's all I got to say. <laughs> that, that's about it, man. It was just, it was huge. It was great to rewatch it, and 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 not yeah. remember that. I knew. I mean, I knew it was gonna. I, well, I remember that the alien was coming, but I had forgotten that the uh, that Bill Paxton showed up in this one. I forgot he was part of that early on. Yeah, and uh, I, I like Triplet a lot as a as a character. So it was a good introduction for him too. Yeah, we'll get a couple. We'll get some more with him relatively soon. So let's move on to. Uh, oh, I just wanted to drop some housekeeping news before I not really housekeeping. housekeeping news. Uh. Actually, let me check our email real quick, just in case. I have not done that. Wah, wah, wah. Sad trombone. The email uh, sack is empty. The email sack is empty. We need you to fill our sack. <laughs> yes. And to give us our next idea for a guest star on our yes. show. At uh, weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. Always active. Always waiting for you. Desperately waiting. Um, so let's, uh, no, actually I had some news though. I mean, we, we talked a little bit of last episode, I think on either this or the Legion one. I don't even know what podcast I'm in anymore. Um, 
about a lot of Inhumans casting. Yes. Um, and they have casts like Karnak, and they've cast everybody, and they're actually starting shooting very yeah, soon. Yeah, Karnak, Triton. But we got the only confirmation that matters. In the Lockjaw! Jeff motherfucking Lockjaw will be a part of this, so I, I can put my riot plans on hold. Yeah, Lockjaw, are we riot? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, got, I got other stuff I got to do. I'd, I just, I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't care if you have to show up. You know, I, I, the CG is going to be expensive, um, but I don't care if you show them two seconds an episode. <laughs> You know what? There's ways they could do it. They could find a real dog and put like a little digital tuning fork on his head and just blow him up. Yeah, yeah. You know, so maybe they they might not have to spend a ton of money. Or if the Inhumans are going to be incognito, he could just be a regular dog. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's ways to uh, do that, it. No, I, I need big ass fucking tuning fork bulldog. Type <laughs> Me thing too, here. but no, I, I'm just saying. No excuses. You can give us two episodes of fucking Gorilla Grodd over on CW. ABC can handle it. Disney's Disney's bank account can fucking handle it. All right. Yeah, don't <laughs> no fuck excuses. with us, Disney. We need this. <laughs> yes. Um, anywho, <laughs> and I haven't looked up who's playing Crystal yet, so I hope she's hot. Uh, yeah, I haven't caught crystals yet. Uh, or if I did, I didn't recognize the name. But ah, oh, man. But I just I'm so stoked. Like just reading that thing, I'm like, yep, Triton, yep, Gorgon, yep, okay. Con- I yep, wish okay. I could say I had high hope. I hope it f- burns up the, the ratings. I, I don't really have high hopes for it, to be honest with you. Well, one of the things I read a while ago about Agents of Shield sticking around as long as it has with the somewhat low ratings that it has, yeah. Is that ABC slash Disney doesn't need it to have huge ratings? Right. Yeah. It's all in-house stuff. So, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's it's a tax write-off if they actually lose money on it. So what, what do they care? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, now, with this being the straight up Inhumans, chances are it's probably going to be a little more fantastical than the stuff we've been seeing on Agents of Shield. Yeah. So. I mean, they might be able to... I mean, who knows? Uh, people might be super jazzed after Guardians 2 and Spider-Man. Because this is coming out in the fall, right? Uh, yeah, I believe next fall. So, I mean... So we're uh, like six months away from actually having it air. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know. Again, I'm, it's going to be whether you know, you'd know spend the money for this or not. It's going to debut on some IMAX screens the first two episodes, which is pretty much unprecedented, and we'll see how that goes. Um, so, I mean, we might get something... They're, they're going to want to get some box office money if they're putting forth the effort to do that. So, I mean, there it could be some weird... We're going to see, like, movie-type advertising for a TV show, almost. I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to air it on, because, I mean, we don't have a confirmation on if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back next well, season, that's, right? Well, that's the only sad news, is I think this will replace Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm almost, it, I don't well, know. Unless they have a serious May sweeps, which could happen if y'all start watching it, uh, particularly you Nielsen families. Um I just think, I don't, for one, I don't know if they're going to want to devote that much special effects budget money to two shows, and Inhumans has got to be SFX fucking heavy. I mean, there's no other way to do it. Um, if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is done, I would love to see them somehow tie in at the end to... Well, they have a way to do it. I mean, we're already yeah. dealing with the Inhumans. I would think it would be... Who, who knows? I mean, that could be the... It could just be that much of a smooth transition. Like, we're transitioning from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to the Inhumans. I would love you know? to know if they could get Daisy over there, too. And you've got Daisy as the way to do that handoff. I mean, yeah. so... Yeah, I'll be sad if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. goes, too, but... Uh, I'm, I'm preparing myself for it. <laughs> gird, gird yourself, my friend, but... Yeah, I mean, hey, it, look. it seems to be... It seems to be the the norm these days to get a pretty early confirmation, you know, whether... I mean, they start confirming next seasons at the beginning of a new one these days for some yeah. shows. You know, they're either that confident in their product or, or not. Or you know what could happen? And I'm just throwing this out there. I have no idea. If Inhumans is going to be the main Marvel show on network TV, then you do the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as the uh, the winter break show, like, uh, right. Something like Agent that. Carter was. Or, you, you know, know, bring back Bobby and fucking Hunter. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll get into that later. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're a ways away from that. <laughs> let's 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 keep chugging along here so we can get caught up. Yeah, indeed. My name is Oliver Queen. For five years, I was stranded on an island with only one goal: survive. Oliver Queen is alive. Now I will fulfill my father's dying wish: to use the list of names he left me and bring down those who are poisoning my city. To do this, I must become someone else. I must become something else. Yeah, we're doing Arrow season one, of course, episode seven this week. Nice drink of coffee, and we're off. Episode's name is Muse of Fire, and uh, the episode opens with Ollie on the Arrow bike, presumably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got an Arrow car yet, unfortunately. Uh, Thea calls and reminds him he has a lunch date with Mom. Moira is arguing with some business-type guy as uh, Ollie arrives, but suddenly another person on a bike rolls up and starts shooting at Moira, we think. Um, her associate makes a nice human shield, though, and she is okay, except for a mild concussion. Ollie gives chase on foot, but he is unable to stop them, and we roll the open opening logo. And Moira's being checked out by the family doctor, but she's fine, except for the concussion. And her and Thea yell at Ollie for trying to be a superhero. <laughs> and then Thea takes him to task for it particularly hard. Stop lying, Ollie! That's, that's essentially the theme of this whole episode, kids. So stop <laughs> lying, Ollie! <laughs> well, he's got a lot more lying to do. Get yes, over it. Does. The cops tell Ollie no word on the shooter, but apparently the guy she was talking to was the target uh, as he is connected to the mob. We get to see a little Detective Lance detectiving. Up to his eyeballs with the mob. Yep. Uh, Tommy comes to visit Laurel with food. She says, I will take your sushi, but no nookie tonight. Uh, Damn it! He asked her on a date, aw, and we filled out the CW Soapy quota for the week, but we exceed it. Ali is training. Uh, Dig is like, dude, take a break. Women in this world can only get so wet. <laughs> uh, Ali relates the exposition. <laughs> Ali relates the exposition about the mob stuff, and of course he's plotting to go after the killer by going undercover with the mob so he can kill them, of course. Uh, we cut to a scene of the shooter arriving in their secret evil garage, and they have a wall of pictures, uh, and they draw an X across one of them, and then hold the phone, Chuck, the helmet comes off, and we learn it's a Burnett woman. Uh, yeah. Theo, Theo wants to go club a very striking Burnett woman, too, I might add. That's one way to put her. Mm-hmm. I was going to say kind of coward looking, but that's just me. <laughs> right. <laughs> She does. Look at her. She's got like the sad, like cow about to die eyes. That I don't. Maybe that does it for me. I don't know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Theo wants to go clubbing, but Ollie says she has to watch Moira due to his unusual, dis- undisclosed business uh, that he does in the middle of the night. Tommy stops to check on Mom Queen. He also drops the bomb and he, that he and Laurel are officially dating, which I thought we already kind of did that. Uh, Ollie says, have at it, bro, but if you hurt her, I'll snap your neck. Ha, ha, no, I'm just kidding. Ha, 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 kidding, not kidding. <laughs> Ollie goes to the mob uh, house to meet Mr. Bertinelli, and he meets his associate, Hilo, from Battlestar Galactica, and he starts striking, he sees a striking-looking brunette woman walk by upstairs. Thea and Mom are hanging out, basically being like, ugh, Ollie lies. And Mom says, everyone has secrets, honey. Oh, if you only knew. Get over it, Thea. Five years in hell. Uh. In a weird bit of synchronicity, uh, the associate is the same guy that plays Ian Quinn. No, no, it isn't, actually. It's not? Looks just like him. Yeah, he does. does. God damn it. Oh, good catch. No, they are very similar looking. I know him from Hilo from Battlestar Galactica. All right. looked exactly the same. Seven seasons of his goddamn face. Just generic waspiness. Yeah, he was in some Whedon stuff, too. He was in Dollhouse, I think. For All right. Forgive me. I didn't check a cast list because I'm lazy. My sci-fi TV foo is mighty. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mob guy is like... I can't believe you want to be evil like your dad. To Ollie, of course. Uh, he wants to get the bid for one of Queen Consolidated's uh, tech contracts. 
uh, by nefarious means, apparently. With an inside deals. A beautiful assassin on the bike comes to meet Ollie, and we find out it's Bertinelli's daughter, Helena. Henchman Hilo tells Bertinelli he has a meeting now. And Dad tells Helena, uh, Helena, whatever, tomato, tomato, she has to wine and dine Ollie to close the deal. And at first, you owe 69 him if it needs to happen. That too, yeah. And at first, Ollie's like, is an idiot and says, No, I don't want to go with this gorgeous woman who you probably all but told to sleep with me to score this contract. (laughs) That's kind of dumb sometimes. We find Bertinelli is meeting with a Chinese triad, and they inform him that they're not involved in whacking his men. Um, Bertinelli doesn't believe her. Um, it's a, what was her name? China White's her name, right? Um, oh, God, I can't remember that. Not White Tiger, is it? No. China White, is it China White? It's got to be China White. I can't remember. It's Kelly Hughes. She's or it's, beautiful. That's Just a look at her. One, one or the other. Yeah. Um, or both. <laughs> All of the above. Uh, <laughs> Bertinelli doesn't believe her. Uh, Lance and his uh, fellow cop are listening back at the station. They they figure out that the killer is probably more of a lone wolf and not part of a mob war, but that they're kind of maybe looking to start one. Or that will be the result. At dinner, Ollie and Helena make small talk. Uh, Sorry, I almost shot your mom kind of thing. Not really. Uh, Helena's a pretty bad salesperson, though, as she's like, hey, you know my dad's an evil mobster, right? Um, You really shouldn't do anything with him. Uh, So she asks Ollie about the island and if he was ever just uh, glad to be alone in hell. He says, yes. Yes, I was, actually. I had a lot more downtime then than I do now. (laughs) (laughs) Just wish I had some books to read. Uh, Which is still also kind of a lie, because... As we watched the flashbacks, he didn't have any downtime. Not a lot, but you know, we didn't. We this we had got zero flashbacks in this show too. That was kind of weird in this yeah. episode. On the Laurel and Tommy date, she's insulting his weak uh, hot food game. Uh, she took him to some Indian, and he just wasn't like wasn't handling it well. Wait till the next day, Tommy. It gets worse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Indian food never agreed with me either, Tommy. Solidarity. I don't think I've ever had it, so I can't comment. (laughs) Tommy is rolling out uh, the charm, and and Scott's brain shuts off and eagerly awaits the next punchy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I think I actually nodded off during half this episode during the rewatch. That's kind of a bad one. Um, I, I do like the episode, but you know me. It's my thing to gripe now. Suddenly the waiter tells him that his credit card is being rejected. What? Dad's revenge, perhaps? Yeah. It sucks being a rich boy and having that trust fund taken away. Ollie and Helena are drinking and talking and plowing toward the inevitable sex scene. (laughs) And we find out Helena's fiancé died in horrible circumstances. Uh, Diggle calls him cock blocks, but Ollie gets a rain check at least. As he leaves, she reminds him again, Hey, remember, my dad's an evil gangster. Moira gets a little visit from Malcolm Merlin, who is uh, acting all nefarious, as he's wont to do. He makes uh, sure that she's still on board for the whole mysterious evil project that they're involved in. She's like, of course I am. Dig tells Ollie that uh, he needs to stop Bertinelli's enforcers. Uh, Dig gives him shit for not wanting, or for, he also gives him shit for wanting to do the mobster's daughter. (laughs) Salvati, uh, Sal, whatever, Hilo from Battlestar Galactica, uh, pl- pays a visit, to, a visit to Mr. Russo. Uh, nice shop you here, uh, got here. Be ashamed if something happened to it. Oh, it did. I knocked some bar, uh, some bottles off your bar. Yeah. Uh, finger breaking commences and the arrow swoops in. But what's this? Motorcycle assassin is there too and starts fighting uh, with her and Ali. And Ali gets the helmet off. And we, you know, obviously sees who it is. Back with Diggle, Ollie is like, what? It's Helena. Yeah. And he kind of defends her, and Dig is like, dude, stop thinking with your dick. Please <laughs> stop lying, Ollie. Because <laughs> uh, he's like, no, I'm not thinking with my dick. I'm not falling in love with her, even though I spent like an hour with her. But you are, Ollie. Stop lying. Quentin Lance is doing some policing, going over footage, uh, and Lance can't help but notice that Ollie's having dinner with the gangsters, so he goes to visit him, and Lance says, you shouldn't date bad girls, Ollie. <laughs> That's a, yeah. 
Tommy goes to ask Dad about why he doesn't have money anymore, and Dad is like, you're done, son. Daddy Merlin is a douche. Yeah. I tried to bullet point this episode a little bit. Helena is at the uh, grave of her fiancé, and Ollie approaches her. Ollie tells her uh, that he knows that she's the killer, but you're really hot, so who cares? And even she even says you shouldn't date bad girls, Ollie. Kind of, kind of picking up on a theme here, Oliver. <laughs> yep, and he's not listening at all. Ominous truck shows up, and Hilo abducts them both. He he smacks Helena up a little bit, and he knows that she's the the hit girl as well. Ollie tries to buy their way out, but Hilo's like, "Nah, sorry, we're the mob. We already have lots of money. Thanks anyway." Uh, he tells Helena that her uh, fiancé was a rat, thus the murder, but she tells him it was actually her that was talking to the FBI. What? Yeah, yeah, twists and turns in this one. And it still all, all just boils down to don't ba- date bad girls, Ollie. Hilo admits that he was the shooter. Ollie and Helena break free and proceed to kick ass. She grabs Hilo's neck and ends his pitiful life like a boss. And Lance and the cops are mopping up, hoping a mob war doesn't start. That just fucks up everybody's day. Tommy yeah. shows up at Laurel's and says, "Hey, I'm broke now. You still want to be my girlfriend, right?" <laughs> She's like, "I'm sure your first job will be rewarding." Um, also, I have free pizza topped with delicious CW soapy stuff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Walter comes home to see Mara- uh, Moira because CW soapy for the older adults too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And Ollie and Thea apologizes and hugs and worries, and apparently the punchy budget for this episode has run out. Well, it's a two-parter, kind of. Yeah, yeah, true that. Um, still could have thrown one more punchy. That's all I'm saying. Helena is uh, visited by Ollie, but she tells him that she knows he's the hood, and she's like, we're the same, Ollie, and it's revenge, not justice. Uh, she calls him a hypocrite and... Uh, she says, uh, he says something like, I know you are, but what am I? And then, of course, we get the inevitable vigilante sex and end credits. So, uh, yeah. Stay tuned, because um, Mysterious Helena is actually a little DC Comics poll, as we'll learn next episode. We're not going to tell you now. Uh, no. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So post-crisis. DC Comics poll. Somewhere in there. I, you know, that's beyond my pay grade. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, we can't say anything without spoiling everything. So. No, no, we can't. Overall, uh, good stuff. Or, you know, a building towards stuff and kind of a recurring character. And, yeah, and, it's it's a building episode. I, I rewatched this one. Like I said, I was a little bit bored rewatching this one. <laughs> but... And it's not that I don't mind. It's all character development, so it's cool. And, and Tommy and Laurel stuff, and, you know, you paid the actors to be there. You might as well give them something to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's not much more they can do right now except try to get in each other's pants. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. yeah no, um, good to see the Chinese triad, and that's obviously going to lead to something. And Detective Lance and... and, and and no flashbacks. That was the biggest yeah, thing about it's, this uh, watching. First it. one that's kind of broken that. Uh, I don't even know if we have another episode in the course of the show that doesn't have flashbacks. Right. Yeah, there weren't too many of them over the years. So. Yeah. Uh, it's, they usually uh, like to throw in. They just couldn't find the parallel story to that one. For yeah. Some reason I guess because it usually like he happened back then and it, you know which would have been perfect for this episode since you had a Battlestar Galactica guy in there and their whole thing for the new series was this has all happened before and it will happen again I'm a <laughs> giant fucking nerd <laughs> that's why we're here yeah <laughs> which why, why can't my brain hold on to the actual useful information yeah, in my life? <laughs> I have just enough space in my brain for whatever my current employment is, a couple of important dates, and then exactly. the rest of it is all nerd stuff. Even my social security number is getting a little shaky these days <laughs> when I try to recall it. That's, that's a little scary. <laughs> yeah, who needs your social when you need to know, you know, uh, secret identities and plots? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Anywho, uh, yeah, pretty uh, straightforward as we kind of always say. But man, the the shield is episode is a standout on this one. Yeah, um, the uh, the error episode is serviceable, but that's all right. It's still early in the series. It gets better. Yes, yes, it does. All right, I guess that's it for another weekly heroics. We're also doing the whole Legion thing, which uh, the episode that will be coming out probably same day as this one will catch us right up to that and so we'll be following that weekly from now on preachers coming back soon apps are fucking lootly and um, uh iron fist is very well, soon 17th two weeks away from dropping as at the time of this recording so oh, and i just like got booked on a podcast for like the 18th of march too and and <laughs> Iron Fist starts the 17th. Well, we got to give people a chance to watch it. Oh, yeah, but I mean, this might mean that I can't watch it. Oh, you can watch it. You can, fit it. you can fit it in. <laughs> it's only 13 episodes. It starts at 3 in the morning. Here. Yeah, I won't be watching it until... I probably won't start watching it until Friday night at like 7 o'clock. Well, that's true. It'll be on all day Friday. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, man. Come on. Have a little faith. I note I have to go to mom. It's her birthday, too, and drink green beer, presumably. So Yeah. Oh, no, that's right. I'll be going to a party on Saturday. <laughs> uh, no. I, was, I wasn't sure what uh, Paul was thinking, booking that for the 18th, but uh, he, he's Italian, so I guess he's not affected by these things. Well, uh, <laughs> you never know. Everybody's Scottish, Irish on so St. Patrick's Day. Everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm mean, I still at home and, and dealing with my cat. That's about it. <laughs> well, regardless, more stuff around the corner. Well, you're required. It's like a law where you live. So, uh, yeah, I don't drink much anymore. But <laughs> hey, yeah, I guess I will be on the 18th. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll manage it somehow. Yeah, just well, my my viewing. We'll 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 make it work. Yeah. But we'll obviously be covering that for you uh, all in one big honking mess like we usually do with those. Um, and we'll have some friends along, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, coming up, uh, I would I would love to, when it does happen, we'll probably jump right on the Inhumans thing and maybe try to do it weekly. Uh, we're running along like a pretty good little machine here. Honeywell almost you know, had a heart attack when he saw me release like three episodes in two days last week. Oh, God. And he was like, holy shit. <laughs> well, we strive to give you free content. We do, absolutely. Um, also, just a little aside, we would like to officially welcome uh, Aaron Henley and Tangents Abound to Two True Freaks. So yeah. well done, Aaron. Uh, love your enthusiasm, man. Good enthusiasm, very detailed. Check out his show. Yeah, and me and you are on something that should be coming out with him here soon. We did yep. a little Mask of the Phantasm stuff with him. Oh, Ooh. I think. <laughs> it was yeah. not a dream. I don't know. It was not a dream. I don't know we're starting to dream podcasts at this point. Um, I can't turn a podcast about my dreams. That would be too weird. <laughs> yes. They're usually much influenced by my video game and viewing <laughs> content. Uh, it's kind of a really weird blender thing that I get going on. It's zombies and superheroes, and that makes for a pretty good time. If you are interested in dreams, you can wa- listen to one of my other podcasts, The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror, yes. where we're, we're currently covering the Nightmare on Elm Street series over there, mm-hmm. along with some Hammer Horror films. So, uh, yeah, cross-promotion. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, email both shows and tell them you want to hear that McGregor guy on there sometime. Oh, you'll be on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's it for another week, kids. Weekly Heroics, Two True Freaks Guide to Heroes on TV. Go listen to the Legion stuff and watch that, too. That's good stuff on TV right now. And fucking go see Logan if you're a comic book fan at all. Yes, highest recommendations, even without giving a review. It's uh, not your... don't go in expecting an X-Men movie at all. Go in expecting some great character stuff and some amazing acting. Yes. And parts flying off people occasionally, so that's always fun, too. Yes. The, the All of the people saying it's not for kids, it's not for kids. Oh, hell no. No. Even though it has a kid in it, but this is a kid you would not want to play with your kids. <laughs> yeah. Just enough said. No more spoiling. No. <laughs> Bye-bye. Stop Bye. Bye. Hey everybody, Magnus here. 
I do a show called Trennis Magnus Punches Reality, wherein I talk about comics, movies, and TV shows. But let's cut the crap, alright? Mostly I spend most of my time talking about comics because, honestly, comics are my first love. So, beginning in March 2017, I'm going to change things up a little bit. I'm going to be joined by Rebecca Johnson to talk about Harry Potter movies. Three. Three Harry Potter movies. Rebecca Johnson will be joining in to discuss The Sorcerer's Stone, The Chamber of Secrets, and The Prisoner of Azkaban. But that's not all that's going on. Also joining in is Professor Allen to talk about the three Chris Nolan Batman movies. Yes, indeedy, we're hashing through Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Six episodes, six movies, two guest hosts, one regular host, which is to say me, Magnus, and the fun starts on March 7th, 2017. Only at twotruefreaks.com or iTunes or whichever obscure Japanese webpage that syndicates my show without my authorization for some reason. I don't really have a problem with that, you understand? It's just its kind of weird. That's all I'm saying. But whatever. Six movies. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Batman Begins, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Dark Knight, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, and The Dark Knight Rises. You got that this mega-series is starting in March, right? Just making sure. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltech, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this. 